Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring On The Reviews podcast, where if you want it, we review it. My name is DC, and the goal of this podcast is to bring you a ton of movie news, comic book news, and even some TV news as well. Today is the 80th episode of the podcast that's happening on October 17th, 2018. So the first section, as always, is thumbs up, thumbs down. The section is basically where I give my thoughts on what happens in the past week, either in images, in some news, and even some videos as well. So typically how I do it is I either get a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs all the way in a circle. So the first thing I have here is a closer look at the Spider-Man costume that's happening in the Spider-Man Far From Home. So it's basically, Spider-Man has a, a different version of his costume. It's kind of cool. It's the point where he is in like a black and red instead of your typical um, um, red and blue. Which some folks are very, very used to. But if you actually go back to the comic books, he's originally drawn as red and black. Just that the color scheme has changed over the years. And then we've accepted the, the whole blue and red kind of scenario. But I'm always a fan of switching up, changing around, making it look even better than it was before. So for this one, I'm very, very happy with that. I give this one a thumbs up. It's basically, he's in like... The same kind of costume from um, the other Spider-Man movies that came out recently. But instead of um, more of the blue areas, it's a lot more black. And then the spider on his back, instead of it being black, it is white instead. So it looks very, very cool. And also, another change is his hands. So his hands look very, very different. It's more more black and reddish. Before, it was like a... Um, a, a blue and red kind of it's, it's kind of hard to describe but if you go on the the podcast notes and actually click on the link you'll actually see the picture itself but for me the spider-man costume looks pretty cool the one change i would have which i would have put in there is there's there's these black lines on his shoulders and on his um the top of his boots i probably would have made those white just because in the picture itself it isn't distance itself from the actual color scheme so it looks like it's kind of melting in which i don't like i, I like the, the pop out a little bit and also while i'm on that same thing his boots i kind of wish they had more of like a, a white scheme towards like the bottom of it like towards the toe section just because i i like the costume that was portrayed in the spider-man um ps4 video game like that costume to me the scream spider-man and seeing that one there just made me very happy. And I'm glad that they're going away from the, the typical Spider-Man costume and trying to uh, venture out to some some nuances of different versions. Which, for me, anything that looks good on camera is a plus. Like If it looks kind of weird, then I, I definitely would have called it out. Um, but from the pictures itself, the Spider-Man costume looks pretty sweet. I can't wait to see this in an actual trailer, and to see how great this could be in general. So, yep, for me, again, that's thumbs up for the new look for Spider-Man. The next thing I have here is some news. So, recently, um, there's a story about a potential... Um, sorry, blanked out for a bit. Um, potential um, TV show that's coming from the CW, which will center around the, the new version of Superman. So, I'm actually happy about this. Like, I kind of wish there's more reports about it. Just because 
This Superman version isn't bad at all. It's played by Tyler Holchillen, I believe. That's how you say it. But he's been in the CW, and he's been doing that for the last past two years. So he's been making certain cameos in the Supergirl universe, and even in the crossover for like a quick second or two. But I, I wouldn't mind seeing him as the the go-to Superman um, in this universe, just because you need to introduce that character. You need to introduce the the Bruce Wayne character as well, which they kind of like name-dropped him a little bit, and I wanted to see more of that, especially now that you have the Batwoman character. So having these characters pop in there, you can have your Justice League happen on the DC um, TV service, which is fine by me, just because it's going to counteract the the bad vibes that was received from the Justice League that's on the the cinematic universe. So, so far, the TV universe is looking pretty great, and if you keep the Superman in there, and even give him his own show, it's even better than what it would, it would be, basically. Plus, this Superman is very, very Superman-like. I wasn't sure when he first got casted how he would play, but seeing him in the, the few episodes I have seen him in, he's a very, very good Superman so far. And I wouldn't mind seeing more stories around his character, um, doing more Clark Kent. I wouldn't mean, mind seeing more of his, his, his Superman at all. So for me, this is definitely a thumbs up. I want to see more of this person, and I want to see where they, where they can go from from here, basically. The next bit of news I have is uh, Michael B. Jordan is going to be starring in a assassin drama flick that's called The Silver Bear. So for me, having a franchise around Michael B. Jordan is the best thing you could do. Can I see him do action? Of course I can. Um, from Black Panther, you see him do quite a bit of action. So seeing that he's going to be an assassin named Columbus from the um, the novel The Silver Bear, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad to see that at all. It's one of those things where it looks like it could be a good thing moving forward. And if you want to make it where you want sequels then banking it on a person like michael b jordan is the best person you could have it on i haven't really read this book but if you're trying to do something that's close to the realm of john wick then you need to do more of that basically and i think going forward that instead of doing comic book movies that the assassin movie might come back into full um fruition basically and I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind seeing more assassins come out there. I wouldn't mind seeing more action films like that. Just because there's always a cycle. There's always some kind of wheel of um, movies coming out. And if it spins on the assassin movies being something that it's a one thing that folks go towards, then I wouldn't mind that at all. So for me, seeing him casted as the, the lead role for this assassin movie that could potentially be a um, franchise, I, I don't mind at all. He's a great actor, and that's what you need for franchise movies, is great actors and a great script. So all I need to see now is the proper script and potentially some side characters that are very compelling as well, and then afterwards see a trailer. I, I wouldn't mind this one, one, one bit. So the next thing I have here is um, a story about Netflix is considering to end, or basically cancel um the fuller house series which i'm not completely mad at just because fuller house was one of those shows that 
was okay. It brought quite a bit of nostalgia, but at the same time, it followed it followed a weird storyline, and I wasn't really compelled with the, the characters that did have there. And after a while, I felt like they should have had a little bit more of the cameos pop in there, just to offset everything there. Just because I I know I've said this in the past, that you should definitely pay homage, but at the same time, build your own story. Unfortunately, for this season, season for this series, it feels like their new story was okay, but it wasn't the point where it made me want to watch it um, from start to finish every single time. I think I started once, and then I came back to it. I was like, alright, let me finish this off. But at the same time, it's like, the stories didn't really speak to me at all. I really didn't care about these characters whatsoever. I kind of wish that it had, like, like more of the old characters, like, stay as regular season um, holders. But unfortunately, they came as, like, like semi-reoccurring, not really, guest star basically. So, for me, this it feels like going after these three ladies and keeping it on that kind of aspect wasn't exactly what they should have done. They should have added in possibly, you know, some more of the guys and add in their um, aspect on it. It is, it feels like they, they really did try to copy the original way too much. And I can see why it wasn't being, um, too well received just because it's, it felt weird, and it really didn't do exactly what it should have done for a Netflix series that wanted to bring back nostalgia. I can say this, though. If they bring back, like, um, not Full House. That's Full House right here now. If they bring back, um, not Seven of Heaven. What's the movie? Family Matters. Why am I blanking on that one? If they bring back Family Matters, sorry, I would be excited. Um, I would like to see a follow to that family and potentially, you know, see it from little Ricky's, um, aspect and potentially, you know, like an older Carl, but not really little Ricky would be fine. If you go from his aspect and then seeing what his life came about after, you know, all the events of family matters, I, I'd be kind of cool. And I wouldn't mind at all. So hearing that this, um, series got canceled or is going to get canceled is actually a thumbs up. It's, it's one of those things where it's ran its course that um, four seasons of Fuller House is well enough. They probably should have stopped after two just because it just it felt like it, it didn't have much legs. And after a while, the story started to um, reoccur way too often. And, and for me, this it, it's, it's time to end the whole thing. So I'm pretty happy with that. And uh, I can't wait to see what other um, 90s sitcom um, shows will they bring back just for, you know, fan service. That'd be kind of cool. So next thing I have here is um, a story about Iron Fist basically getting canceled after the second season, um, which I'm actually okay with. It's one of those things where it was great to hear that they did better in the second series, but at the same time, it feels like the Iron Fist season wasn't the best it could have been. And hopefully in the future that they'll combine shows with him and Luke Cage and just make a Heroes for Hire. Because I can be honest, even um, season two of Luke Cage wasn't the best season it could have been. And seeing that them them both are about them both seeing that they they both were amazing in the Heroes for Hire episodes, 
I kind of want to see that series more than seeing them in their solo series at all. It's, it feels like they've done what they needed to do in a solo series, and having them combined together is probably the best thing they could they could do for this whole um, Netflix Marvel series. It, it's you need to combine more characters together. Um, only person that doesn't need to combine is is um, Daredevil, which he's fine by himself. I think he's better by himself than with the group of people. Because with the group of people, he was the best thing of the series. But at the same time, it just felt like they had too much going on. So, on that same vein, they should definitely include Iron Fist and Luke Cage into one season. Make it a hero for hire and have them fight crime in Harlem slash New York City. Let's do all that. I wouldn't mind it just because the mix between half and half would support more of what these series actually need. And they don't need a, another season for each other. The, it just feels like they, it's convoluted way too much. They should definitely combine both of them and you know give Iron Fist six episodes, give um, Luke Cage six, have it where they cross over quite often, have it where um, the film vibe is like a buddy cop thing, but not really make it to where it felt in those episodes of um, Luke Cage where Iron Fist showed up. And I can be honest, that was the best part of Luke Cage season two was the Heroes for Hire crossover. So knowing that that did so well, you should definitely bring that on for the new well there's no new series but you should definitely make a new series and add that into there because that's that's what you should really do because i'll be honest who remembers season two of iron fist and what they did at the end of the season which it felt like they they overstepped quite easily and i think that was one of the downfalls of it it feels like this wasn't a series that you should even watch you should definitely passed by it. It's better than the, the first season, of course, but it's a little too late. It's it's way too much and at the same time you don't have to wait till season 4 to actually like this. So it just feels like you're wasting money. You might as well just combine them both um, series together. So that's my thoughts on that. That one gives uh, a thumbs up for it being cancelled. I'm okay with it. Um, it's just one of those things where, unfortunately, that's what happened. It just you, you got you got X'd. But that's basically what happened. You got X'd out, and I don't feel bad about it. I actually feel kind of happy that they did it. It's just one of those things where you need to go down, and that's the bottom line. Because I said so. Next thing up is um the Glass trailer. So, the Glass trailer had part two to it. or well, not part two. Um, There's a second trailer for Glass movie. Um, This is by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> You'll be surprised to hear his name's actually being said again. But this series is definitely one of those things where it looks very, very good. The second trailer looks extremely well. The one thing I can say, though, is that I'm kind of scared because this trailer gives up quite a bit of information. And for me, I'm not a f- complete fan of folks giving way too much information in any trailer. So you should definitely dial that back. Hopefully, in, um, the trailer number three will have less information and just go over what you've given so far so you don't give away too much of the story. Especially the fact that the movie's coming out in less than three months. So, for me, 
I would prefer you not to have too many scenes in there that gives away too many plot points of the movie, which I felt that this one did, unfortunately. But at the same time, it was very, very good because it showcased both the James McAvoy character and the Bruce Willis character along with the Samuel Jackson character. You get more into his kind of Lex Luthor kind of vibe and feel, which is fine by me. It's one of those things where I originally thought this movie would have came out like maybe five years ago just because Unity, they wanted to get a little closer to the actual first one. But I'm guessing since the whole um, last ever last airbender kind of thing happened out that it definitely pushed things back quite often. Um, so that that's last for me is definitely a semi, well, what am I saying? Semi deal breaker. Sorry. Uh, lost my train of thought for like a quick second. So semi deal breaker, just because it's, it gave away too much in the trailer, but at the same time, I do like it. So for me, this one gets a thumbs middle just because of what it did show, but at the same time, it gets a lower grade because it did show quite a bit in it. So, um, yeah, thumbs middle is where I'm going to keep it at. I originally had it for three quarters of the way up, but now that I actually think about it more, it deserves, like, a middle grade just because it gave slightly too much away, unfortunately. And the next thing I have here is a teaser trailer from the Disney group. Basically, this is the Aladdin movie. So if you don't remember, um, a couple weeks ago, I mentioned a casting for the um, Disney movies that came out, re- come out recently and will be coming out in the next couple of years. And Aladdin was one of them. So this actually teaser trailer. I could be honest, this trailer didn't do much for me. It, it showcased quite a few things, but at the same time, it didn't give me the feel and vibe that Mary Poppins did. It didn't give me the feel and vibe that the Dumbo movie did. It didn't give me the feel of vibes that the Beauty and the Beast movie or even a Jungle Book movie did. It's one of those things where when I saw this teaser, I thought it was okay, but at the same time, I wish that they entered into the realm of showing more, not really more of the story, but more effective um, scenes. I feel like they did quite a few good scenes, but at the same time, it just... It didn't really speak to me, per se. I kind of wish they they would have had, like, um, a quick introduction to the genie character. Even though they probably would hold this, this off for the second trailer, potentially. But I wouldn't mind hearing Will Smith's voice as the genie. And potentially, you know, the first, you know, hearing of his... The first interaction between them both, right there. So they ended off with him holding up the... Well, not holding up. Him grabbing the the actual um. What am I blanking on thing? The the lamp. Sorry, um. The him holding the lamp. That's what they basically ended it off on, which was okay. But I rather have where he rubs the lamp. Genie comes out. He's in not really visible by the camera, but you hear his voice, and then ended off right there. I wouldn't mind that. That would have made me more excited to see this movie. Right now, this teaser hasn't really made me want to see more. It just made me like, all right, it's it's fine. It's coming out. I, I wouldn't mind seeing another thing, but at the same time, it really didn't do much for me whatsoever. And I kind of feel bad that it actually came out and didn't really hit as hard as it should have. 
So on to the next section, which is coming to theaters. So basically in this section, I go over what comes out in the movie theaters every single week. And I give a rank between interested and I'll pass. So if you go on the actual um, notes for the podcast, you'll see the movies and the actual trailer itself. So the two movies that are coming out this week is the Halloween movie and the Hate You Give. So for the Halloween movie... The Halloween movie isn't too horrible. I'm not a fan of horror whatsoever. Um, I'm a punk. I don't like anything to do with that. Gory stuff is, it really gets to me quite easily, quite quickly. But I wouldn't mind seeing it every now and then. But I, I definitely cringe every time gore happens on the screen. So you can tell how much I love um, horror movies in general. So yeah. But, but that being aside... The trailer itself is what I'm basically going to rank this whole thing on. So, I saw the trailer, and it didn't look bad at all. I kind of wanted to see it, to be honest. Um, it, it's kind of weird and kind of scary to hear that I want to see a, a horror movie. So, it did its job. It makes you want to see what's going to happen. It makes you really question what is actually going on in the movie. And it really pulls you in as much as possible without giving away too much of it. The trailers that came out so far has did little as possible to show what happens, which I'm very much a fan of. So those reasons alone is why I'll give this one like quite interested instead of saying uh, a pass or so or whatnot. Just because the trailers did what it's supposed to do. It draw you into the movie. It made you want to see it. So now... It just makes me want to go kind of see it just because, you know, it looks like it should be fine. But I wouldn't see it because it's a horror movie. Besides that, yeah, we're going to leave it out. Um, quite interested. The next one is um, The Hate You Give. So, I'm normally not a person who likes to go see these kind of movies. Just because it it draws way too much of the realism of life today. And for me, I don't really love watching movies that showcase real-life events that's happening right now. Just because it doesn't allow me to escape the world and join their movie universe world. So, it just feels like you're just watching the news. So, for that reason, and that reason alone, I give this one a semi-pass. Just because I, I'm not a fan of this. I was never a fan of the... 12 Years a Slave movies, it just, it felt kind of generic, it felt like it's been done before, it felt like it really doesn't, doesn't sit well with me too nicely, and I, I'm just not a big fan of those kind of movies, but I, I will go see it, just because it's, it looks like it should be okay-ish, and Common is in it, so I might go see it, just because he's in it itself, but for me, the movie, it doesn't really speak to me, the, the trailer itself doesn't look that grand. It looks like something that you could have watched out of um, CNN, and it'll probably get the same kind of um, feel and vibe of it. So, and this is not my cup of tea, but you could potentially go see it. So, um, that's all I have for this episode. Um, you can find us on all social medias, on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, iTunes, at Bring On Reviews. You can find us on Twitter at Bring On Reviews. No, the not one. You can use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for any comments, personal reviews, and suggestions you might have. You can even visit the website, which is BringOnReviews.com, for any movie reviews and even this podcast as well. If you love watching TV shows, enjoy watching movies, 
Therefore, you should definitely put your voice out there and start writing some reviews. If you want to write for reviews for this website, please email me at info at bringonthereviews.com and use the subject line, I want to join the review team. Um, besides that, you can also send in any questions and inquiries you might have to that same email address as well. Do find me on social media on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at DwightAntC. That's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Again, that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Or if you want to email me directly, you can email me at dc at bringonthereviews.com. And we'll catch your viewers next time.